you know, whenever you're going through any sort of pain or difficulty in the context of a spiritual life, it's always really helpful to find some sort of parallel experience in the gospel. And so, for example, if you're feeling sad or you're feeling angry or feeling uh, betrayed, to look at the gospel and say, you know, where has Christ been sad? Where has Christ been angry? Where has Christ felt betrayed? And more often than not, you'll find a parallel experience. And the idea is that, you know, through that parallel experience, you'll learn how to enter more fully into Christ's divinity by encountering more deeply his sacred humanity. Case in point, think about this really famous story of the finding of the child Jesus in the temple, which of course you find in the context of the Gospel of Luke chapter 2. Now obviously this story is instructive and informative from a whole variety of different standpoints, but specifically from the perspective of spiritual darkness. Because it tells us something really important about how to navigate through our own periods of spiritual darkness when God seems to be distant or perhaps even completely absent from our lives. So as you might recall, the story basically revolves around the Christ child being lost for a period of three days before eventually being found in the Jerusalem temple by his parents, Mary and Joseph. Now, I think for a lot of people, when I look at this particular story, they're inclined to think that Mary and Joseph were being completely neglectful parents. I mean, what parent in their right mind would lose their child for a period of three days? But in response to that, I want to draw your attention to certain cultural realities at the time of Christ. So as a matter of background, there was this Old Testament requirement for men, men to basically travel to Jerusalem three times a year on three special occasions as sort of a pilgrimage. Women weren't required to make a similar pilgrimage, so the fact that the Blessed Virgin Mary also accompanied Joseph during his pilgrimage shows her great devotion to the Lord. In any case, because there would have been so many people traveling to the city of Jerusalem on these important feast days, there were obviously a lot of moving parts, a lot of complicating factors, as a result of which people would typically come together to share resources and to share the responsibility of taking care of each other, including the care of young children. And so if you read between the lines, it strongly implied that the reason why the child Jesus was lost, again, for a period of three days, was not because of some immediate form of neglect on the part of Mary and Joseph. It's because basically someone from their extended family or someone from their extended social network essentially dropped the ball, if you will. Now, of course, when Mary and Joseph eventually find the child Jesus, they find him in the Jerusalem temple, conversing with the elders. And what we hear in the gospel is that all of them were amazed, right? And the word that's written here as amazed is the idea of people being in wonder at some miraculous events, uh, standing in wonder at the results of being in the presence of God, right? And so the idea is that the elders and the people around them were amazed at uh, the child's understanding of the Hebrew scriptures and his knowledge of the divine law. But in contrast, what we hear is that Mary and Joseph were also amazed, but for a different reason. Now again, if we're attentive to translation issues, what we find is that Mary and Joseph are amazed, but not because the child Jesus is smart. They always knew that he was smart. They always knew that he had an intimate knowledge of the Hebrew scriptures. They're amazed because of what he's done. They're amazed that he would do this thing that would leave them in, in tremendous pain. And of course, this gives rise to the Blessed Virgin Mary saying to the child Jesus, why have you treated us like this? Did you not know that your father and I were searching anxiously for you? And of course, what do we find in this? But a certain foreshadowing of the Lord's suffering and death on the cross, where Mary will again experience a, a torment, a deep anguish and mental torment at the loss of her child for a period of three days before he comes back from the dead on Easter Sunday. Now, of course, how does the Lord respond? He responds to the Blessed Virgin Mary by saying to her, How is it that you sought me? Did you not know I must be in my father's house? 
And of course, in saying this, the child Jesus is affirming his primary allegiance to his father in heaven, as opposed to his father Joseph, while at the same time, funny enough, not showing disrespect to Joseph. Because of course, how the story ends, it ends with the child Jesus going home with them and being obedient to them, as a result of which he grows in wisdom and stature and in the opinion of God and his people. In any case, perhaps we might say that the key word here in terms of the Lord's response is the word which is rendered here as must. As in again, did you not know I must be in my father's house? Now what's interesting is that in the context of the gospel, the word which is rendered here again as must is typically used in the context of the Lord's suffering and death on the cross, where he will suffer and die for the salvation of the world. And so, for example, in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 13, the Lord talks about how he must go to Jerusalem again to suffer and die for the salvation of the world. And in a similar way, in the Gospel of Luke chapter 9, the Lord talks about how he must suffer, be rejected by the elders, and then finally be killed before, of course, being raised on the third day. And the whole idea is that even now, even as this young boy in the temple, Jesus Christ is driven by that same passion, that same enthusiasm to do the will of his Father in heaven, which ultimately drives him, of course, to suffer and die on the cross for the salvation of the world. But that, of course, brings us to Mary's response, which in a certain sense is the crux of the entire story. And so in response to Jesus' words, Mary doesn't actually say anything out loud, but instead what we hear in the context of the gospel is that she kept these things and then pondered them in her heart. And the whole idea is that even though it would have been painful for Mary to hear these words, to, to hear this boundary being drawn between herself and her son as a result of the son's primary allegiance to his father in heaven, at the same time, she doesn't flinch. She doesn't back away, but instead she fully embraces the fact that sometimes, many times, she too, as a mother of God, will have to suffer as a result of her son's unwavering allegiance to his father in heaven. Thereby foreshadowing, in a certain sense, the son's future suffering and death on the cross, in the context of which Mary herself will go through her own journey of suffering and, and spiritual death, if you will. Now, obviously, this kind of begs the question, like, what does this mean for us, kind of practically speaking? Well, if we go back to the question we raised at the outset, what to do in moments of spiritual darkness where God seems to be less than fully present or perhaps even completely absent from our lives, the response given to us in the context of the story, the, the finding of the child Jesus in the temple, is that not unlike the Blessed Virgin Mary, we too perhaps are called to let go in these circumstances to let go of our fear of suffering, to let go of our need for control, but instead to realize that we're called in a certain sense to enter into that same space as the Blessed Virgin Mary, who realizes that she too must come to share in the mission of the suffering Messiah, in a sense of being exquisitely attentive to where the Father wants her to be and doing precisely what the Father wants her to do, even though sometimes, many times, this will involve great suffering and great spiritual torment. But of course, the payoff is huge. And so besides the honor and privilege of participating in the work of salvation in a really meaningful sort of way, when I have the courage to share in the cross of Christ, to share in the mission of the suffering Messiah, in a funny sort of way, I will find the Lord Jesus Christ in the midst of my suffering, in the midst of my darkness, because there I will find the same Lord Jesus Christ who says to his mother, why is it that you sought me? Did you not know I must be in my father's house? And may God bless you all.